Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe back at it again, okay? And we're here, man. We're going to be talking Jets, talking drafts, a lot of things going on. The draft is coming up, and the Jets, you know, we're still trying to figure out what exactly they'll do. We know that we're looking at, you know, taking a quarterback at number two now that we've moved on from Sam Darnold. Uh, but, you know, there's still some questions at 23 and then second round in the draft as well. Um, we're still trying to figure out, you know, what can we do to continue to fill out this football team and make it better? So we're going to be talking about all of that tonight. We're also going to be talking about Justin Fields, so on and so forth. There's so much to talk about. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up. Fired up, man. I'm fired up. You can also find my show as well on iTunes at The Long Beach Joe Show. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and follow your boy on iTunes. Give me a rating, man. Give me a rating. You know what I'm saying? I, I, some people have dropped ratings, gave me some stars. Give me some stars. Give me a five-star rating. Help your boy out. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to do everything that I, that I can to continue to grow the show, man. Come what on, more man. do you want from me? What else do y'all want, man? I'm trying my best here, you know? Love going back and forth with Jets fans. Love talking to people. So please, you know, share my podcast as well. Um, you know, I'm also on YouTube as well. People, please, my YouTube channel, Long Beach Joe Jets, subscribe. Give my, my streams, give my videos a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? Share my videos as well. Please. You know what I'm saying? Love going back and forth with folks and just enjoy the banter that, that happens in the comment section. I love you know, debating with everybody and having discussions with folks. So please continue to share my content. You know what I mean? So with that said, we're going to get into it. Uh, before we do, I, I just want to say, you know, rest in peace to DMX. Um, let me tell you something. For those of you, you know, that maybe weren't fans of his music or didn't follow him, DMX was a, had a huge, huge impact in my life, huge impact in my life as a youth. Um, you know, his music got me through a lot of tough times, um, and his music really, really, you know, made me happy. He did a lot of things, and he did a lot of great things for the world as well. So rest in peace to him. We lost him recently. You know, so it was sad to see, but, you know, he's moved on, and he's gone to a better place. So, again, rest in peace to DMX, and my thoughts and prayers are with his family as well. Now, with that, moved over and put to the side as well. You look at this situation here with the New York Jets, and I'm going to start talking about the draft off the bat. I want to talk about the 2013. There's a lot of Jets fans out here that believe that the, you know, the only pick that matters in this draft is number two. Regardless of who we take at quarterback, that's all they care about. That's all they care about. Who we take at number two, that's all that's important. You know what I'm saying? Let's get that done and then draft over, close the book, it's finished. No. I'm going to continue to tell Jets fans, continue to tell people, hey, listen, keep your eyes on the prize, okay? Whoever we take a number two, that's going to be important. That's going to be the future face of our franchise. But we need to make sure that that guy is supported. We need to make sure that we can continue to build this football team around him and help him 
succeed. Don't put him in the same position that we put Sam Darnold in. Don't put him in the same position that we we put other you know players that we had in the past in as well. Do whatever you can to continue to build this football team and make it better. So the importance of the 23rd pick is extremely important. We've got to hit on that too. We've got to make sure, and not just the 23rd pick, all the rest of the pick too, especially the mid-round pick. That second round down into the third, we've got to hit on these guys. Because let me tell you something. There are some Jets fans, and again, I don't want to disrespect anybody. I love all Jets fans. I want to be very clear. I love every single one of you. We're all in it together, regardless of whether we want to be or not, right? We have to make sure that we get talent in here because this team is not built out correctly. We're still in a rebuilding mode. There's some Jets fans that believe the second that we draft whoever, whether it be Wilson or Fields, and we'll talk about that in a second as well, right? They think it's, boom, it's playoff time. <laughs> I'm telling I hear from them. They believe it's playoff time. And I'm telling you right now, no, we still got a lot to go. There's still big concerns. We still have holes along the offensive line. We still have issues at corner. Some people still believe we need to address wide receiver. Our tight end position is, is questionable. You know, there's some holes here, all right? There's some holes. And we've got to address them properly. And the best way to address holes like that, the best way to turn your team around when you're in the stages of a rebuild is to what? Is to draft well. If you look at a lot of the football teams that are constantly competing in this league, it's because they draft well. It's because they put in the work. The Ravens, Steelers, all these guys, they have guys that they have in the draft. Look, look at the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, you look at what the Bills have done. Look at how they built around Josh Allen, the guy they drafted. We've got to do the same. And there's a lot of names that are being thrown out there, and we'll talk about them tonight. But let me tell you something. If Vera Tucker from USC is sitting right there, I'm taking him. I am taking him. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be a month. Let me tell you something. If Vera Tucker is sitting there at 23, Joe Douglas has got to take that man. He's got to take it. We'll continue to talk about that. Some second-round guys that I think could be there, too. Creed Humphrey. I like Creed Humphrey as well. Wyatt Davis. Very interested in seeing Wyatt Davis being a Jets uniform as he's sitting there. We've got to continue to better this football team. There's question marks. Even though, it's a, hell, somebody, some people think, hey, we got Lawson. We all know we got Carl Lawson. We got Vinny Curry. We've got guys, but some people still want to address pass rusher. Some people would like Greg Rousseau. At, at 23. Can't be mad at that. There's a lot of options, and we need to discuss them. A big option as well is the ability to trade down from that 23, go down a couple slots, maybe gain more capital to continue to better this football team, help it build a little bit faster, and then still selecting and getting a guy. That's an option as well. So we're going to talk about these things. We're going to talk about that. also want to address a rumor. There's a lot of rumors flying around about the Jets as well. Sam Darnold, We've all heard it. 49ers possibly offered in the rumor they, that they possibly offered a first-round pick for Sam Darnold, and the Jets declined it. I just I can't believe this rumor. I can't get down with it. I want to respect, you know, I respect everybody, but I just can't get down with it. To me, Joe Douglas, if he's already shopping Sam Darnold, which he was, um, we all, you know, we ultimately moved on from Sam Darnold anyway, went to Carolina. I just don't see why you would turn that down, a first-round pick for Sam Darnold. 
Waiting for a pro day is no excuse. People put way too much stock in the pro days. Joe Douglas knows who, whoever the guys he's choosing, whether it be Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, he knows who those guys is. He didn't necessarily need a pro day. If your GM needs a pro day to figure out a guy, I got questions. <laughs> big questions, baby. I got big questions. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I just, I, I can't believe that. I cannot believe that Joe Douglas was just waiting for a pro day. You know, on either one of the quarterbacks, you know, a lot of people are focusing and saying it was Zach Wilson uh, to say, hey, this is the guy that I want. I'm done. No, Joe Douglas already had that in his mind. Now, do we know who Joe Douglas is going to select? No, we do not. I think the only person that does is Joe Douglas. That's another reason why I don't believe this rumor either, because a lot of these rumors really come up about the Jets, what we're going to do, how we're going to handle free agency, what players we're going after. They often turn out to be complete nothing, just, just made up stuff. Because Joe Douglas has got this front office locked, sealed tight, and nothing gets out and nothing leaks. And I don't think for a second that he would have passed up the option to have the second pick in the first round, the 12th pick in the first round, and the 23rd pick in the first round. Why? I just, so it's just tough for me to believe that. Again, I respect everybody. I respect all the reporters. I respect everybody you know, that says they have inside sources. I respect them. I respect everybody. But I cannot believe that. Last thing I want to talk about before I get to the callers, we're getting to them. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Please call in. We're going to talk to everybody tonight. I want to talk about Justin Fields, man. Jets, you know, sent some people to attend his second pro day. I think that, you know, again, we don't know who it's going to be. A lot of people think that, hey, we are locked in to Zach Wilson. We are locked in to Zach Wilson. But, you know, the Jets sending somebody to look at Justin on his second pro day, that's saying something. Some people say that he was they were there looking at uh, Wade as well because he was, you know, the Ohio State Buckeye corner that was working out there too. But let me tell you something. Justin Fields is on that field. They was out there looking at him. Let me tell you. <laughs> Justin Fields, to me, has had quite an experience when it comes to this draft. This guy's, <laughs> this guy's evaluations are all over the place. You got people com- like completely believing that he cannot play the quarterback position at all at the next level, which I don't believe is true. Uh, you look at his situation, this guy is extremely athletic, has an arm. He's done it all. Played the hardest competition out of anyone in college football. He's accurate. A lot of people knock him, say that he's a go to a second read, which is not true if you look at the metrics. He's one of the better quarterbacks at that in this draft class. He definitely is not just a one read quarterback. A lot of his skills translate to the, to the NFL. A lot of his skills translate to the next level. You have people coming out and questioning whether his throwing motion or mechanics are good because he plays baseball. What, what does that have to do with anything? There's been baseball players or guys that have, you know, a little bit of a background in baseball come step into the NFL and be successful. Patrick Mahomes played baseball. You see what he's doing? Kyler Murray, small guy, hell, people were concerned that he would even go to the, to the uh, MLB. You see what he's doing in the league? I can keep going on and on. The guys that have, that have played baseball in the past that have come into the league and lit it up. So I just, I just don't believe these things. People saying that he's inaccurate, that's not true. It's just all these things that are constantly going on around him. But then I hear the comments from Trevor Lawrence today, and that, that's what makes me really question here. 
I listen to Trevor Lawrence come out and say that he doesn't feel like he has to play with a chip on his shoulder. He doesn't have to prove people wrong. Then Trevor Lawrence's dad comes out and says that he's not a guy, you know, he's not a I want to win a Super Bowl at all costs type of person. Then Trevor's high school coach comes out and says that he can walk away from it all and be fine. And I'm just like, whoa. (laughs) If Justin Fields has said those same things, hell, even if Zach Wilson has said those same things, there'd be issues. If Justin Fields, if anyone around Justin Fields had come out and said those exact same things, you got people already questioning his commitment to the game, which is, again, makes no sense. He would be getting lit up in the media. He would absolutely be getting lit up. So I just don't understand why Trevor Lawrence in some people's eyes is getting a pass for some of these comments when you would light up any other prospect. It just seems like Trevor at this point is kind of untouchable. And I'm wondering why. Is it because he's not going to, you know, one of the bigger market teams? What is it? Because if, if Justin Fields had said that, the immediate thing would have been, he's not a guy that's all in, don't take him. He'd be sliding down draft boards just like he is right now in some people's minds. There are some people, some analysts that I've heard. I mean, you see the takes all over the place on Twitter. It's tweeted from various accounts. There are some people think he's going a late first round, if he goes in the first round. It's kind of insane. So I want to hear everybody's take on this. I want to hear everybody's take on Trevor's comments and how they feel. And if, I'm wondering, some Jets fans, you know, if you were build, big on Trevor, where are you at right now, especially after these comments? So, I want to hear everybody's take again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. We're talking to everybody. We're about to get to these lines. Salute to everybody. Also, salute to all my guys in the chat as well. If you're listening to me, right, if you're listening to me on Blog Talk Radio or via my podcast, I live stream while I do my shows, okay? I live stream while I do my shows, and I call my chat the savages. Why? Listen, nobody is safe, not even me. If they don't like a take that I have, they get after me. They get after me. And they'll get after you too, respectfully. Respectfully. All right? Respectfully, they'll get after you. But they're savages, so that's what I call them. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Everybody call in. All right, don't call in a hang-up, call in a hang-up. Because if you call in a hang-up, call in a hang-up, I'll never see you. You'll be in the abyss. I know some people run their stuff differently. You call into my show, you're in a queue, I can see you. All right, and I'll get to everybody. And do not curse on my show. I'll get you out of here. I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got Jamal Adams' ass out of here. We got him out of here. <laughs> Guys are a clown. Overrated box safety. All right, we're going to keep on moving. Get to these lines. 862. I'm coming to my old Jet fan at 862. What's hey, going how on, you doing? Jet fan? What's going on, my man? Listen, 23rd pick in the first round. Give me your thoughts. What are you doing? What do you think is the most important group that we position group that we need to address at twenty three? It's always a it's always offensive line. Always. Mm-hmm. So if Tucker's there, <laughs> that's a no brainer. Uh, mm-hmm. I would maybe even consider Alex Leatherwood at the okay. offensive line. Though okay. he's considered about a thirty eighth pick. Um 
I've been tracking the draft, but it's been very iffy since the COVID, you know, pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So I'm only telling you that Alex Leatherwood was being a first-round pick a couple months ago. A couple months ago. Um, but I would be looking at Tucker and um, maybe a corner if they drop down okay. that far, depending on how it goes okay. there. Uh, but the bottom line is um, I always got to tell you that I'm an offensive line guy. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys built a great offensive line in front of Tony awesome. Romo, in front of Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak Prospect, uh, Prescott, so I would be going Prescott. that way. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, look, I'm right there with you. Um, for me, I think offensive line is number one, especially when you look at the situation that we have here. I do not ever want to hear from Van Roten or or Lewis ever again. I'm. Tired what of more guys. do you want from me? I cannot take. I cannot take. Okay, of those guys, I cannot take them again. <laughs> I cannot do for another year. I don't want to do it. I'm sleeping on them. I'm sleeping on them. I can't. I can't do it. Oh my god. Oh. And I'm talking about. I'm waking up to a nightmare. If those guys are our starting guards, I cannot do it. But I look at this situation as well, and you bring up, like you said, you bring up a great point. If Vera Tuck is there, you take him. Um, there's some other guys as well that I think could be there. Like you said, corner Greg Newsom could be there. I know a lot of people like him too. He's interesting to, to take there, you know, at 23 as well. But what are your thoughts about trading down a couple of spots from 23, maybe to 30, 31 or something like that, and picking up, uh, you know, extra picks and then taking a guy? What are your thoughts about that option? Well, I, I think I've made it clear to you that I would have traded down from two. Um, because the, the bottom line is, is that uh, – how do I say this? Justin Fields reminds me of the the Deshaun Watson pick. He was the best player. He was the best player. And the Bears traded up for Mitch Trubinsky. I just can't figure that out. Um, <laughs> the best quarterbacks are rarely number one and two. Rare, very rarely. It, it's Peyton Manning was the last number one that was worth the number one. Um, so... I would have traded down from two, move a couple slots down, and pick Justin Fields. Because <laughs> I have people taking Mac Jones at three, which is killing me. Killing me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But trading down from where we're at, at 23, uh, I would be looking at that Alex Leatherwood type of player. Um uh, a player with limitations, but, uh, you know, could be successful in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts about taking a running back in the second round? Um, not so – I'm not anti it. It's just that um, I, I lived through the running back era from the 60s and 70s and the 80s, and they were much more valued uh, at that era than they are now. And with the rule changes, you know, when I was a kid, um, I could hold on to you the whole time um, when you were running a pass pattern. I could grab onto you, hold onto your jersey the whole time until yeah. the ball was released and then I had to let it go. Um, yeah. 
so the rule changes made it so that you have this joke of a field that you have to give 10 yards because you just have to. So rule changes, like when I tell people about Dan Marino, you don't know what Dan Marino was because he's playing under different rules. Um, you know, I mean, his 48 touchdowns in 84 are like 60 or 70 now because the rule changes make it so difficult to evaluate. So I wouldn't necessarily uh, discredit a running back at number two because we've seen a lot of uh, good running backs come in the league like uh, Josh Jacobs, um, the guys in New Orleans. You know, I'd rather ram it down your throat and if the Jets could do that. But the bottom line is if they have to get their offensive line um, in check. Uh, before yeah. anything happens. It, it, like I said, the, the Dallas Cowboys, um, say what you want about Dak. What I love about Dak is he doesn't make mistakes. He's like yeah. Alex Smith with little talent. And yeah. you yeah, can look. succeed a lot with that situation. Um, but if you put Zach Wilson behind this offensive line as it's presently constituted, uh, we will not be successful. Yeah, look, hey, I, I, and I respect that. Taking my final question for you, there's been a rumor floating around that the Jets declined a first-round pick from the Niners for Sam Darnold. What are your thoughts on that, man? Do you think that this rumor is true? Because I'm just not buying it. No, no, no. You know what? It, it's sort of like believing in September 11th. Um, if somebody offered me a 12 pick for Sam Darnold, I would have dumped it right then and there. Right then mm-hmm. and there. Because you get everything you want. You get the 12th pick in draft. I would have traded him even up for that. Um, I get my number two. I still kept my number two in that offer. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. You still keep your number two. They just just wanted a first-round pick, uh, you know, for Sam Darnold. Go ahead. All right. So, at that point, there's no reason not to make that trade. So, it has to be bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry. I use oh, watch it, watch it. Yeah, watch your language, watch your language. Look, yeah, but, I, you know, I hear you. I'm right there with you. Um, I think it's a bunch of nonsense, but, you know, it's just been floating around. Uh, there's guys, you know, with those blue checks. They make all kind of statements and all kinds of stuff, but I don't think Joe Douglas would have passed that up. But, listen, I got to get back to these lines, Mall Jet fans. Salute to you. I'm going to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night. You too. All right. Listen, <laughs> These lines are hot. They're heating up. We're going to keep it going, all right? Give me your thoughts. We're talking draft tonight. Salute to everybody. Salute to all the savages. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep rolling. Jacob, I'm coming directly to you, my man. Jacob, I'm coming to you. Lines is hot. Jacob, give me your thoughts about this situation here. If Travis if Travis is sitting in the second round, he's from Clemson. You already know how it goes. He's sitting there in 34 in the second round. Travis, Travis Etienne, if he's there, are you taking him, man? Yeah, nice to hear from you, Joe, too. And I think, personally, I would not take him. I'm really not big on taking running backs really high up. Um, okay. It's the most replaceable position in football by far. I don't think it's that close. Um, there's guys in the later rounds with tremendous upside, too. Like, think about even in the sixth or seventh round, Jarrett Patterson out of Buffalo – had a 300-yard, seven-touchdown game. I mean, like, there's just – there's no reason to 
we don't have the luxury of taking a running back quite yet. The only teams that yeah. really have the luxury of that right now are the Buccaneers, the Chiefs, maybe not even the Chiefs, maybe even just the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And if we're still rebuilding, which we are, um, running back is just not the move at pick 34. I think it's got to be either a corner, offensive lineman, edge, or a wide receiver at 34. Okay. What what are you doing at in the in the first round at 23, man? Yeah, I think it's really going to depend on how the board falls. And I will say, uh, at the very end, before you uh, hang up with me, there was one question I wanted to ask you, too. I'll just leave that there for now. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting yeah, back we'll get to, that. to that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, at pick 23, I think, really, I would be focusing on the offensive line. Um, if Caleb Farley or J.C. Horn is there, then especially J.C. Horn, I would take him immediately um, because I think he's going to be – Personally, I think he's the best corner in the draft. I know most people don't think that, but I do. Um, I don't think he's going to fall that far. He may very well fall that far. And we could see him potentially be just as much of a steal as that Bryce Hall pick was last year, a guy who had injury concerns but turns out to be just fine. People are just overvaluing the injury or uh, just blowing it out of proportion. Um, But another guy that's been talked about a lot at 23 recently is Kevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. And I, yep. I would be really happy with that pick. Um, in the in his career at Oklahoma State, he's allowed two sacks over thousands of plays. So I think you can find really good value for offensive linemen later in the first round, and I think that's what we should do. It's important to put the offensive line first. Absolutely, and I'm right there with you, and I think it's because we've all seen this situation, right? We've seen a quarterback that we drafted run for his life pretty much the entire time that he's here. And we see we saw the outcome of that, an offense that was not functional, an offense that w- couldn't go out there and consistently produce at all. And there was issues, not just, you know, with throwing the football, but running the football as well. And I think that that's going to be a big or should be a big focus going forward as well going into this draft. And I think it will be because if you look at what we're doing with LaFleur, he's coming in, he's bringing that Shanahan scheme into this situation. They run the ball out there with the Niners. Okay, you look at where they're coming from. I'm on the West Coast. They run the ball, dog. <laughs> they, they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't play yeah. any games whatsoever. And they have a host uh, of backs. You know, and the, you don't have to be a big name back to be successful in the scheme. We've seen it. You know, of course, Kyle Shanahan is is heralded as this. You know, this uh, you know running game kind of scheme genius around this league. We we all know that that guy knows his offense point blank. Period. This guy gets it. But bringing that scheme in here, we're definitely going to be pounding the rock and we're going to be running hard. And that's why, for me, in the second round, I look at a guy like Wyatt Davis, and I say to myself, yeah, this is a beast, okay? We need interior guard help. He's a guy that can come in. But a big thing that, that kind of, you know, I'm a little worried about is that leg injury. If we were to take Davis, mm-hmm. would you be concerned about that as well? Because, you know, that national – I understand he was playing that national championship game. That's where it happened. But I'm just concerned with that. Would you be concerned with that as well? Uh, I think a little bit. It's definitely concerning. Uh, leg injuries for offensive linemen are never good. Um, I think mm-hmm. especially with, like, Makai Becton, his, thankfully all his stuff for us upper body injuries to where it didn't affect him too much uh, because his 400 pounds of strength goes down to 300 pounds. Um, But I think it's definitely a little bit worrisome, 
but I don't think it's something that we need to worry about too much. I think it's a long time from the national championship game to the preseason. Um, he doesn't have to play immediately in the rookie camp. Um, he can sit out that, but I think he should be ready for training camp and stuff because I don't think anything was really broken. I think it was, I think it was a little bit less severe than that. But I mean, when you see people like Landon Dickerson who tore his ACL and then out there in the Alabama Pro Day, he's doing cartwheels. I think it shows mm-hmm. that they're just fine because they're 21 years old. Yeah, yeah. What are you addressing the pass rusher situation? Because I know you know we talk about. You know, taking O-line at 23, possibly looking at different options for, you know, round two. When, when are you addressing the pass rushing issue here? Yeah, one guy I really like is Patrick Jones out of Pittsburgh. I think we could target him in early round four um, mm-hmm. with that fourth round pick. Patrick Jones is, to me, very, very undervalued. He played 22 games um, in college and had 17 and a half sacks, I believe which is tremendous value, tremendous production. Um, I do like Jalen Phillips, too, but I think normally I'm not too concerned with injuries, but with Jalen Phillips, if it's a head injury, like he's had many concussions, that's a little bit dangerous uh, just because head injuries can be very, very severe, um, and they can impact careers. Um, But I I like Jalen Phillips, too. If he's sitting there at pick 34, I would strongly consider it because his upside, if he didn't have those concussion injuries, he's a top 10, top 15 pick guaranteed in my opinion. Um, But I think my main guy I would like to target is Patrick Jones in the beginning of round four, because I think that's going to be a steal if he's there. Okay. Okay. What are your thoughts about this situation with Justin Fields? Um, Especially when you listen to the comments from Trevor Lawrence, some of the things that he said, what are your thoughts about the way that he's kind of being evaluated at this point? I mean, how do you call this? There's a lot of people knocking him, knocking his arm strength, uh, you know, possibly knocking his mechanics because he plays baseball. There's people saying that he can't properly read the defense. He can't go through his reads. What is your assessment of Justin Fields? I think people just find ways to just completely blow stuff out of proportion just for clicks um, on mm-hmm. the computer. Um, I think all that <laughs> stuff about Justin Fields, it's just – a lot of it's really just they're just trying to find anything to give people entertainment until the draft because they've just clearly run out of ideas on what to talk about. So they're just making yeah. stuff up on the spot. Um, I think the thing about baseball, like, if anything, that should be something a, a plus about his game because he has that arm strength and he has that arm talent throwing on the run or whatever it is. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Russell yeah. Wilson, Kyler Murray, all baseball players. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I just think they're just trying to find anything they can to just create content until the draft starts because they're running out of ideas. I think his stats prove otherwise, and I think he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. So my final question for you is, uh, and I know you have you know one for me, and you you can ask me after after this question, but. What are your thoughts about this rumor about the Niners, you know, offering a first rounder for Sam Darnold and the Jets turning it down? It's got to be a bunch of nonsense, right? Yeah, I don't, I do not believe it one bit because to me, if I'm Joe Douglas, um, I know, well, I know he would accept that. So I know that's not true to begin with. Um, he could easily trade that down for another first round pick next year, second round pick yep. this year, whatever it is, and just continue to build that just stockpile of 
uh, draft pick. Um, but if I'm him, even if you are worried about Zach Wilson's arm and waiting for that medical to clear or whatever it is, I'm still doing it because even though you don't have your quarterback, there's still Justin Fields there too. If Zach Wilson, met, you know, his shoulder isn't good and it's not healthy and it's something that's going to cause him to start falling down boards to where you can't trade out of two anymore. There's just, there's no reason not to accept that at 12. You can take Justin Fields uh, because there's a constant debate between him and Zach Wilson at pick number two already. Um, yeah. it, just, it makes too much sense to trade Sam Darnold for not even just, it's not like it's pick 31, 32. It's a top 15 pick. There's just no mm-hmm. way he would say no to that. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your question for me? Yeah, so it's another thing I saw on uh, Twitter, and it said, just based off of everything you know about our current roster, our upcoming draft picks, everything on this team, our salary cap, if you can take one offensive player and one defensive player around the league to add to our, to, add to our team at no cost, who are you adding? Ooh. Just knowing what I know right now, and I can take anybody. Yeah, so knowing that we have pick number two, Knowing everything about the organization right now. Oh, my. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes, and I'm taking Quentin Nelson. <laughs> oh, I'm going to no. kill everybody. It's, I'm going to kill everybody. I'm going to take the number two pick. I'm going to trade down. Wait, one, one offense and one defense? Yeah. Is that what you said? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I'll take Patrick Mahomes. And uh, who's a who's pass rusher I'll take? Um. Let me take Patrick Mahomes. I could go Khalil Mack. I could go – there's so many guys I could take. Aaron Donald, T.J. Watt, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. I, I could, I could, yeah, there's just so many guys. Jalen Ramsey, I would be interested in corner. I'll take Jalen Ramsey. I'll take Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Ramsey. I'll take that second pick in the first round, trade down, get a boatload. Oh, my God. Look, don't, Jacob, see, these are the problems that you start, bro. These are the problems that you start when you come with those takes. You know what I'm saying? Look, Don't call in and get me fired up like that, bro. Salute to you, though, Jacob. You know, Jacob had a call. Give this man a hand, man. Give this man a hand. Come on, Aubrey. Come on. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I respect it. Listen, Jacob, I got to get back to the rest of these lines, man. Salute to you. Thank you for calling in. And thank you for the questions, man. I cannot wait to talk to you when I have my next show, my friend. Yeah, you have a good night. Oh, you have a good one. Listen, Jacob calling in with the fire, man. We're going to keep getting to these lines. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep going. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the chat really quickly. Salute to the savages in the chat. Uh, as everybody knows, again, I live stream while I do my, my live broadcast, my radio show, um, you know, and, and my podcast as well. But, uh, you know, my savages, they in, a, they in the chat, they want to talk. So I'm going to go to Sam G. Salute to Sam G. in the chat. Sam G. says, what do you guys think of the idea of doubling down at O-line at 23 and 34? That's a great topic there, Sam G. And it's something that, you know, we've been talking about with multiple callers so far. And I think that that's a great idea. I don't think anybody should be pushing that outside the door at, at, at any point, okay? Um, I've talked about, you know, Vera Tucker all night tonight. Uh, other people have talked about, you know, other – Tevin Jenkins, that he could be there. Um, if he's there, if Vera Tucker's there, some people like uh, Samuel Kasami as well, if he's there, he could be taken. There's so many options. 
But if you're doubling down, particularly if you're getting a guy like Creed Humphrey or Wyatt Davis in that second round and you're getting, you know, one of those guys that I named, whether it be Jenkins or Vera Tucker or something like that in the first, we're good because we need help. This offensive line is a mess. It's, it's a mess. There's issues. We've seen it struggle year after year after year after year. We were hoping when Joe Douglas first got here that he would kind of solve some of the issues. And he brought in some guys. He kind of bargained basement shop. That's how we ended up with, with um, you know, with, with Van Roten. That's how we ended up uh, with, you know, him bringing back Lewis. They bargained basement shop and tried to, you know, kind of sure it up the best way that he could at that point. But as you've seen, there's issues there. And you cannot bring in a young quarterback and have them under that type of pressure and expect them to mature and be able to groom into a, becoming a better quarterback. You can't expect that. You also are, you can't expect to properly assess a quarterback that's constantly under pressure and running for his life as well. You can't expect that either. You've got you to do something to better your quarterback or better your situation for your quarterback, and he's got to be protected. Because let me tell you something. If you've got a quarterback that's not protected in this league, you're going to have mad issues. He's going to get injured. We've seen guys get sh- take shots constantly. We've also seen, uh, you know, uh, when quarterbacks aren't protected, that it gets into their DNA. Guys get hit a lot. They get skittish in the pocket. Their mechanics break down. They always got happy feet. They they feel ghosts. I mean, <laughs> we heard <laughs> we heard that from uh, from Sam. You know that Patriots game. He had guys in his ear. The scheme wasn't helping, and the offensive line wasn't helping him. He was taking shots. Was the first thing he said, "Man, I'm seeing ghosts." You start seeing rushers that aren't there. You start feeling pressure that's not there. And then you start throwing interceptions. You're just trying to get the ball out of there, doing whatever you can. And that's how you ruin a young quarterback, putting him in situations where he's constantly taking hits. You do not want to do that. You don't want to do that at all. So, yeah, man, you know, (laughs) it's, it's quite a take. But salute to all the savages in the chat. Salute. You know, please like my stream as well if you could. It'd be greatly appreciated. Please share my stream. We're going to continue through the show. Salute to everybody, man. So we're going to keep going. I'm going to go to my guy, E, next, man. E is on the line. You already know how me and E do. E loves to, you know, bash Darnold. Now he's gone. He's going to pick somebody else to bash soon, you know. That 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 used to hurt me quite a lot. You know, it did. But oh, no. he's gone now. He, he's, he's moved on, you know. So I'm sure he's going to pick on somebody else now. Oh. So, E, salute to you. Thank you for uh, <laughs> for calling in tonight. Give me your thoughts about this 23rd pick, my friend. What do you think the Jets should do there? You know, is, is O-line like the, the staple that you want to see picked there? Where are you willing to go? Joe, what's going on, man? I hope you're doing well. I'm bummed I couldn't call in last time. So, you know, the Sam Donald got traded, you know, that show, you know, I call in. But, you know, I wish Sam nothing but the best, you know. You know I, got, I guess I got to find a new guy to talk smack about. Maybe I'll join your side. We can talk about uh, crap about Herndon together. I know you're. You're big into that, so that could be fun. Uh, you know, hurting high for life. <laughs> but, yeah, man, with the, with the 23rd pick, um, so Elijah uh, Tucker's kind of everyone's guy they want there, but I don't think yeah. that's happening. I think I think he'll go before that. Every, you know, mock draft simulator I do, I'm, like, staring at my screen, I'm, like, keep falling, keep falling. Oh, dang it, he got taken. And I expect that to happen mm-hmm. on draft night. So this is, it's, it's got to be an offensive lineman or a corner. And there's a few guys I'm looking at. Greg Newsom from uh, Northwestern, good corner, good scheme fit. I'd look at him. Uh, if Caleb Farley falls, no thanks. I, we don't have the luxury to take injury-prone players. He's a, he's a great player, but I think, you know, we need a better foundation before we're taking all these risks on these injury-prone players. Same thing with uh, Jalen Phillips from Miami. Like, the dude literally retired from football, and 
and he, he came back, I guess. But like, I don't think we have that luxury to take players like that. But it's got like mm-hmm. it's got to be a corner or an offensive lineman. So at um, Kevin Jenkins, right tackle, Oklahoma State. I think what we could do, we can play that he's played at guard as well. Playing that guard for yeah. the year, if um, and then if you want to move on from George Fant, you can move him back to right tackle, his, his natural position, where he's a straight monster at, and then draft their guard again next year, and in addition to another guy this year. So I think it's got to be a corner or it's got to be an offensive lineman. Um, linebacker, I think it's a bigger need than most people think, but I don't think it's in the first round. I, I just don't think yeah. it's as big of an impact, of course, as as a corner, especially how bad. Like, we can't see Bless Austin and, and uh, who, who else do we have? Corey Ballantyne on the field. Like, God, no. Ooh, so, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got no. Ooh. We got Bryce Hall. Like, I like him, but we, yeah, we Bryce need Hall. one. So, corner, yeah. corner, offensive lineman, no doubt about it. I think I think you take the better player. You know, if you have a higher-rated corner than an offensive lineman, you take the higher-rated corner. You take the best player available at a position of need. You don't want to reach on a guy. And then, of course, you have another pick in, you know, 34th pick. You can address your offensive line there as well as later in the draft. Yeah. And, you know, e, I, you know, again, I want to thank you for calling in. I respect that take. I do. Um, I look at the situation, and like you said, you know, Vera Tucker is on, the, you know, is on everybody's mind. Everybody's talking about him. I, you know, I'm a USC guy. That's your so point, of course, USC. And it's not even – yeah, it's not, you know, it's not even to be about being a homer, but I just see this, this guy's dominant. You know? He's a great player, man. Monster, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a Trojan, so it is what it is. But, you know, I expect that. But, he, you know, at this level, he can definitely help us as well. And you bring up an interesting point, too, because a lot of people don't talk about the cornerback position, you know, simply because they just don't. A lot of people really believe that we've dumped enough into the defense, particularly in the first round, for us to kind of stray uh, stray away from taking a defender in the first round yet again, you know, at some point. Of course, a lot of those picks that we took in the past in defense, they were pretty high picks as well, too. So, um, they're yeah, interior I, I linemen. That, they're not corners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, you know, I, I hear they what were, you're saying they're there. Dean there. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I want to get your thoughts on this, though, E, because you were talking about, you know, being there at 23, you take a lineman. Would you be willing to trade down? And if so, what's the furthest that you would go down from 23 in the first round? You know, it's always interesting to think about that. I kind of like to, you know, I want to know who's on the board. So it, it really depends on the situation. I'm not opposed to it, but I'm not. I wouldn't fan pro trading down. It just depends who's there. I don't want to trade down too far. But, I mean, if the whole okay. there, I mean, you never say never is kind of my thing. Like, let's say Mac Jones is still there, which that's not happening. Like, a quarterback like that, maybe a team wants to move up for, the, for you know, a quarterback like that, you can get a decent amount back. Um, you know, maybe someone wants to reach on Kellen Mond or something, which I don't – you never really know. You know, it just really depends on the haul you're going to get. I, I prefer taking a player there just because we're so, you know, we're – you know, I don't think we're as bad as a roster. You know, we're not the deepest roster, but there's positions of need that we're just horrible at. I mean – Guard, I can't see mm-hmm. Van Roten and Lewis for another year, man. So we need a starting oh, caliber guard, and you're going to find that at yeah. 23. You know, you could definitely find that down the board, but we need I, – I'd rather have, you know, the rock-solid guy. So it really depends on the hall, man, but, yeah. Okay. Would you be interested in trading down? Let's say we trade down from 23 to 28 and take somebody like Cardarius Tony. Would you be interested in that? You know, I love Tony. I'm, I'm a Gators fan, so but I, I don't think he's a position of need. I mean, 
Wide receiver isn't great, no, but it's much better than, than corner and lineman, like I said, and linebacker. Like I said, maybe in tight end, which wide receiver obviously matters a lot more than tight end. I don't see the value from, like, a slot receiver like him. I love Tony, though. He's awesome. But I don't know if I'd see a wide receiver that high. I, you know, we got our three starters this year. We got Cuban Cole at the four. I think we draft another guy in the third round. You know, push some of these like Barrios, Jeff Smith. I don't want to see those guys on the field. They're, they're special teamers, for being honest. So, um, you know, I don't want to see them on the field. So, you know, you make that depth. But I, you know, I love Tony, but I, I don't see it as that big of a need compared to how awful are, like I said, how awful, you know, Bless Austin and Alex Lewis and Greg Van Rowen are. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when you look at the second round, and you're bringing the fire right now, man, I, I respect it. I really respect your takes. You look at the second round. What are you eyeing in the second in the second round? You know, at 34, is is a guy is offensive line? Are you going all O line again, or are you looking for another position? I'm taking what I didn't get in the in that uh, 23rd pick. If I take a corner, I'm taking a guard. If I took a guard, I'm taking a corner. So the the guys there, I would take um, Eric Stokes out of Georgia. He's a good corner. Um, some of the other linemen, Wyatt Davis, Creed Humphrey, if he's, if he's there. It's interesting, though, because I think they're pretty committed to uh, Connor McGovern as a center, but maybe you move him to guard with, you know, Creed Humphrey. I know Douglas likes his draft picks, his younger, you know, offensive lineman who they can kind of, you know, it would be cool to kind of get like another Nick Mangle to Brickishaw, kind of like, you know, you got your left tackle, you got your center, you got your quarterback all in that same timeline. That would be really clutch. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, those are some of the guys I'd be looking there. You know, Wyatt Davis earlier before his injury, I looked at him with that 23rd pick. I'm just I'm worried that I think he'll he'll, he'll recover. He'll be fine. I need to make sure he's ready for the season because once again, Alex Lewis, Greg Van Roten, uh uh-uh, uh, that that can't happen. And, and you bring up a great point. Like uh, we we've all talked about it. Van Roten, Alex Lewis, trash, trash. You could not bring those guys back here. <laughs> why not go guard and guard though? Why why not go? Why not take two? interior offensive lineman, take one at 23, take one at 34, sure it up and move on that way. You know, I understand that there's a needed corner, but again, we've poured into this defense for so long. We've poured into this defense for so long as a franchise, and especially with you going, you know, you taking a quarterback at at two, clearly, which is what we're going to do unless something crazy happens. You know, we're clearly going to take a guy there. Why can't we just go – yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why can't we just so go guard guard there? I mean, what's your take on that, man? We very, we we definitely can. I I actually I did a mock draft earlier today. Um, I was bored and I did one and I actually ended up trading up with um back into the second round to take my corner. I'm totally not opposed to that. It's just you need to find a good way to take a corner there. So if you can get Eric Stokes, yeah. like I said, or a guy like that. Later in the second round, all for it. But you're going to have to move up for that. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. however the ball, board falls, I'm not really opposed to anything as long as you get an offensive lineman and a corner and two offensive linemen throughout the whole draft, preferably. And, you know, a guy, maybe a guy who doesn't compete with Cameron Clark this year. I really like Quinn Miners out of um, – he plays for a super small school but actually tore it up in the senior bowl. He played center there but played guard at college. So I think he mm-hmm. might have to sit a little bit just because he's going from Division three. But, you know, he, he played against, you know, good competition at the Senior Bowl, but it's the Senior Bowl, you know, going from Division Three White, Wisconsin Whitewater to the NFL, it's quite the transition, obviously. I think he's a great player, but, um, yeah, I'm totally not opposed to going guard to guard because we need to share up this offensive line, not make the same mistake we had last time, 
uh, with our last quarterback, you know, get it right, keep him protected this time. Is there any way that you could see the Jets taking a, a running back in round two? Because a lot of people are talking about, yeah. you know, Travis Ickney and, and from Clemson, and there are people that are super enamored with him, um, and, and they want him on the squad. I've talked to a lot of Jets fans that are just like, yo, if he's there, you take him. Is there any way that you see the Jets taking a running back or taking him there in the second round at 34? Absolutely not. I, I, first of all, I would never do it. I don't think the Jets would ever do it. Think about this, though. All the, a lot of the great running backs from recent years have come in, like, the third round. Look at the Niners, what they do. All, their two best runners are undrafted guys. And, you know, think about this. We have so many positions we need. These are the positions I'm taking before I take a linebacker. Two guards, a corner, uh, a linebacker, a tight end, a wide receiver. Six players. Then I'll go on yeah. the running back. Like, it's not that big of a need. This is a running back by committee offense. It's more about the blocking yeah. team than the actual runner itself. What good is a good running back when the offensive line sucks? Look what happened to Ezekiel Elliott this past year. The line got hurt, had a down year. Your, your offensive yeah. line really makes the whole team. You win up front, and we can't put a premium asset into a running back who's going to be gone in four years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, and I, and I completely respect it, and I, that's what I counter a lot of people with. I look at the situation. I understand that he's a great talent, even when people, you know, constantly hound me and talk to me about Najee Harris, you know, who I think is amazing as well. We have so many more needs that we, we can't take a running back that high. We don't have the luxury of doing that. Uh, you spoke about exactly. it as well. Luxury, this offense is, yeah, this offense is very much – the offense that we're bringing in here is very much a running back by committee. You can get by with that. The Niners literally had their leading rusher – uh, this year was a guy that was an undrafted Jeff free agent. Yeah, Jeff yep. Wilson Jr. Like he wasn't like you know, and, and even the other guys they have, Mozart and the other guys that these aren't like you know, they're not Dalvin Cook. They're not you know <laughs> these big name well, running Dalvin backs Cook that are running around round this pick. week. Like, yeah, so, so, you know, exactly. So so these guys aren't like big one back. You know, where you just this is the guy you feed consistently, and this is the only guy you go to. That's not this type of offense. This offense, you can bring different guys, and we have that squad by committee as well with Coleman and Johnson and, and Adams as well and P. Ryan. You know, he, you know he's going to come back as well. So you've got, what, four backs that we're going to be able to hand the football to. I just don't see us taking a running back in the second round, even though I think a lot of these guys are tremendously talented. But now, E, I'm going to get you into some hot water, bro, because, you, you know, Sam's gone. Okay? He's gone. I mean, you can't pick on Come him on. anymore. You know what I'm saying? That that uh that that road is closed, baby. You know what I'm saying? That road is closed. Hallelujah. Hey, I can do nothing about it. Yeah, that yo, car yo, is I'll crack. call into some I'll call into some Panthers shows this year and talk smack about Sam Donald. That's how I'll get it out. Because, uh, That's how dedicated you are. That's how dedicated you are. That I, you know I respect it. I respect it. But he's gone. He's no, not a jet anymore. That, no, he's gone. Now, he's now it's time to get. Yeah, now it's time to get to some hot water, all right? Because uh, this tight end position is questionable. It's big questionable, okay? And I know people want to sell me on Herndon. I got the Herndon highs. You'll be calling in soon. You know, I respect you. Uh, you know, people trying to sell me on Herndon. I understand that Croft, we got him as well. I think Tyler Crawford could be a great blocker, blocking tight end here. But as a receiving threat, there's a lot to be left, you know, a lot to be desired. So I'm looking at this position, and I'm saying, hey, when are the Jets going to properly address the tight end position? And I want to get your thoughts on that, because this draft, it has some guys, you know, particularly in the second round that we could possibly target. Um, you know, there's, there's some movers and shakers out there, some guys that we can move around and look at. 
Pat Ferdmont from Penn State could be there. There could be some guys. When are you addressing this tight end position in this draft, man? Or are you addressing it at all? Yeah, you definitely got to take a guy. I think sort of the third round. I think this year you kind of just have to get by with a weaker room. You know, hopefully you get something out of Herndon. I still think there's something there. I don't think he's this great player a lot of Jets fans say. But I don't think he's like the, the player he was last year. I think he's somewhere in between. So I think you get by, mm-hmm. by with him this year, and then you get a guy next year, like a stud guy next year. You know, it's not the, it's yeah. not the, the biggest premier premium position, you know, the biggest position of impact. Um, but, you know, it's, it's definitely important, but I would try and just get by what we have. I'll get Ryan Griffin cut in. He's bad. Uh, and, you know, Croft, Herndon, maybe draft a guy. Roll with that, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I tell a lot of people that that could be a position that we could see them, you know, really look at and bolster and improve here too because there's question marks there. Now my next question for you there, E, Trevor Lawrence, these comments, oh, you know, I know there I was a lot of people that were very – there were a lot of people that were very, you know, big, particularly in this Jets fan base. The tank for Trevor. We're leaders of the tank. All that stuff, right? The second we, you know, we were that that, that dream was over, and we had, you know, won those games where we were out of the running for him. There's a lot of Jets fans that were extremely upset. You know, they attack players, they attack players' families, all kinds of stuff, right? Now Trevor Lawrence yep. comes out. He's heralded this generational quarterback. He can change your franchise, all of this, right? He comes out, has comments, talks about how, you know, hey, he doesn't have this huge urge to play with a chip on his shoulder. He's not going to develop that. He doesn't feel like he wants to do that. His dad comes out, talks about, hey, he's not a, you know, I want to win a Super Bowl at all costs type. His high school coach comes out and says he could walk away from it all and be fine. You know, there's a lot of people that are saying, uh, where's the question marks about him being all in, then you got some people saying, well, you know, this is just kind of new age thing. I'm looking at the situation and saying, if I'm a Jags fan and we've all been sold that this is the guy we're going to take, I'm starting to get a little, little skeptical here because if this was any other quarterback saying this, the first thing that the media would say off the bat, he's not all in. And you got some question marks about this kid. Do you want to trust him with your franchise? What are your thoughts on this? E? So first of all, I'm not gonna lie, man. I've been I've been kind of you know getting more into film, you know, watching film and stuff. I think Trevor Lawrence is crazy overrated, man. I mean, half the game he's throwing bubble screens to ETN that go that go yards, you know, they go the distance. And he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I was bumbling the Jets, you know, lost him because I wasn't so familiar with the other guys, and it was an emotional reaction, you know. All this all this stuff, you know, we had the Raiders game. It was funny. We were like, yeah, we're losing. We're gonna get the quarterback. And then, you know, I found some of the other guys, Zach Wilson, Gus Fields. I mean, I don't think they're far behind at all. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing with, you know, and this, this pitches me off so much. Not only his comments, the way the media handles it. You know, I don't watch first take and none of that crap. That stuff's terrible. Stephen A. Smith, moron. Um, I, I, <laughs> a YouTube pops up in my recommendation. Oh, I have no worries about it. Bro, if this happened to Justin Fields, Colin Cowherd, all these idiots would just start all undraftable. Uh, Jack Wilson, all character <laughs> concerned, get him out of here. So it's the same thing with uh, Tua last year. If you said you couldn't say anything bad about this guy, I told him he's overrated. He has a noodle arm, and everyone's like, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you're just trying to get clicks. Like you, you can't talk. You can't criticize these guys. It's crazy, man. And yeah. it just hearing that, like, yeah, you should be worried. I don't. I'm not only you know what did you say? If I left the game, I wouldn't be too. It wouldn't hurt me too much. Like. 
like the whole chip on his shoulder, like, yeah, he's never had to play with a chip on his shoulder. He's the number one high school quarterback, number one college quarterback, number one, number one draft prospect. He's won everywhere he's gone. He's lost two games in college. So, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised he feels that way. Don't come out and say it, though. I mean, the dude needs to learn coach speak, you know, learn some learn some tips from Joe Douglas because that dude knows, knows he doesn't say anything at press conferences, man. Trevor Lawrence, maybe, maybe take some lessons or something. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's a crazy situation. I, I don't know if we – I would say we dodged a bullet, but, you know, I, I – and the thing with Justin Fields, too, how is playing baseball a reason why you shouldn't draft a quarterback? Okay, Kyler awesome. Murray got drafted in the first round, eighth overall in baseball, and he's <laughs> one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Patrick Mahomes would have been a first-round pick, uh, but he chose to play football instead in, in, in the MLB. I, I go on Justin Fields, I'm like, oh, I didn't know he played baseball. He was actually a pretty accomplished player. You got, I don't know how many baseball fans do. He got invited to perfect game. It's like the elite, elite 11, but for baseball. He's also a second baseman slash shortstop. So he's not a pitcher. It's not like he's throwing his arm out. Like, especially second base, you're not throwing up the ball that far. So it's not like it's damaging his arm or whatnot. It's changing his mechanics or whatnot. Oh, Russell Wilson. He was he drafted as a baseball player. That's why he came into the league late. Because he, he was playing baseball. He's one hell of a quarterback. Hey, sign me up. Hey, hey, Zach Wilson play baseball? I hope so. <laughs> Fire. E said it. Trevor Lawrence is overrated. That I had to get fired. Listen, everything is cooking around me right now. <laughs> My studio here, the temperature went up. Everything's on fire, flame. He's spitting facts. I, we're gonna keep going. So I, I want you. I want you said you were watching film. You look at the situation. Would you be shocked if the Jets took Justin Fields at two? E because there's a lot of people. They again they sit representatives to a second pro day. I know some people saying they're looking at Wade that corner, but Justin Fields is out there on the field. This guy ran a four four, looked immaculate. You watched the tape. You saw him go out there and outduel. You know that Clemson team with broken ribs. Now that you're sitting back looking at this situation, what are your thoughts of possibly taking field to two? Would you be good with that over Zach Wilson? I'd honestly be shocked about it. I wouldn't be happy. The thing with me, though, I like, I'm a Wilson guy, but I like field. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked about it. I think that the Jets, you know, nothing gets out anymore, which is like I hear all the fans saying, that, oh, nothing gets out. And I really thought about it. I'm like, damn, nothing really does leak anymore. Like Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams, those trades, nothing leaked until it was official, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think Joe Douglas, you know, he's kind of he got a bit goofy with the whole Steve Young question. I think, you know, if they were that invested in fields, I think Douglas might actually go to the second pro day. Also, I believe the second pro day was not only to watch fields. They're going to do their due diligence no matter what. He's still in the, you know, possibly an option. But, yeah, they're going to watch the other Ohio State guys. But I, I'd honestly be shocked if they took fields. I wouldn't be mad about it. You know, I wouldn't be, you know, jumping for joy just because I like Wilson a bit more. But, you know, I, yeah. I, I seriously doubt it. I know there's a lot of field guys. I know it's pretty split right now. Um, but, guys, it's okay to like both of them, seriously. Everyone's, everyone's got to be one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, E, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You you had one hell of a call, man. I respect you, E. You brought the fire, man, and you put it on the table. I like that. I like that. We're going to keep going back and forth constantly. You know, I love having you call in, love going back and forth with you about this team, man, but I got to get back to these lines. I want you to have a good night, all right, my friend? 
Yeah, man, I'm already getting roasted in the comments. This should be fun. You have a good night, man. <laughs> you have a good night. Listen, man, savages. Chat full of savages. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you. Just, there's nothing I could do. Nothing I could do. You know, they get after me as well. You know what I'm saying? So salute to E. He had one heck of a call. Salute to all the savages in the chat again. You know, again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Go ahead and call in. We are live. You know what I'm saying? Don't call it a hang up. Call it a hang up. You do that, I'll never see you. Okay? You're going to the abyss. I will never, ever see you. All right? So we're going to keep going to these lines, my man. We're going to keep going to these lines. I'm going to get to my guy Steve next, man. Steve. Salute to you. Thank you for calling in, my friend. I want to get your thoughts on this, Steve. What are you doing at 23, man? Are you taking a corner at 23? Well, first of all, Joe, it's great to hear from you again, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to hear from you as well, man. Hey, so the thing is, okay, because I know everybody's all talking about that. Yes, at number two, we're picking the, we're, we're going to be picking the quarterback after trading Sam. Um, okay. So if I'm at 23 right now, I would, I mean, I know the corner position is a much needed position that the Jets do need, and it hasn't been a really a position we haven't really focused on in free agency. Because on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball, yes, I do understand that that is a big position we need. We need cornerbacks because, listen, the guys we have right now, listen, Bryce Hall is going into his sophomore year, you know. We don't know if he's going to be our future number one corner. But if I'm at the 23rd pick right now, I would wait a little later to pick a corner. I would, I would be happy if we took the center from Oklahoma, the guy Creed Humphrey. It's just the oh, Jets you, you, need a center, okay. Joe. They, they okay. desperately need a center. And, and it's just – hang on, Joe, before you start talking. Honestly, no, Connor McGovern is an average center to me. I would feel more comfortable if, he went, if we switched him over to right guard. And if we have a rookie quarterback, we need a rookie center as well so they could develop in years. We have to take a center at number 23. We should do. Okay. Would you take uh, – and I understand you want a center, but a lot of people, you know, believe that Creed could still be there in the second round. But would you if, – if Vera Tucker and Creed Humphrey, you know, are going to be on the board, you would take Creed Humphrey over Vera Tucker? I just well well let me ask you this question because I know Tucker's a USC guy I I know he's your boy mm-hmm. he's your boy from USC Joe tell tell me why we should take him at number twenty three why should we take him why shouldn't we <laughs> he's phenomenal like we need interior line help um, he clearly can swing inside and be that you know right he played some tackle but he can be swung inside especially at this next level. Swung inside, he's going to be a big-time inside, you know, guard, inside interior lineman, and he can do that. I understand, you know, the love for Creed Humphrey, but Vera Tucker is something else, especially the guy that I watch. But that's my question for you, though, Steve, when you look at this situation because you're a big Creed Humphrey guy. You know, you just talked about him. I understand you want a center. Are you willing to take him over Vera Tucker? As of right now, Joe, I think that's more of a neat position, Joe. It's just – Okay. We need to have – listen, Joe, I know he's your boy from USC, and I respect your take, mm-hmm. but if yeah. Creed Humphrey is at 23, we have to take him. Some people are even saying that the Jets should, go, should take a running back at 23. A running back mm-hmm. should never be taken that high in the first round. 
Like back in 2018, as much of a great player Saquon Barkley is for the Giants, the Giants, I think, made a big mistake taking a running back at the second overall position. Uh, Listen, I think Barkley is great, but you don't draft a running back that high. I would feel more comfortable with taking a running back if we had, if, if there was one available at the 34th pick in the second round, or heck, if one of them is even available, Travis Esteen or Nigel Harris, I would feel more comfortable taking one of them maybe in the third round. It's just, listen, there have been a lot of Hall of Famers that have been drafted in the third and fourth round of the draft. Like, look, look at what happened. Like, Frank Gore yeah, was on our team Steve, last I, year. I, I don't know. He was a I, former I know, 20, yeah. he was a former third round yeah, pick. I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that Najee is going to be there in the third round, though. I think he's gone. No, well I don't the think he round. will be either. I don't yeah, think I, he I will, mean, Travis, Joe. But hang on, Joe, 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 Travis, Joe. Let me finish before I was well. going to tell you say something. I, I think he's gone. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's just that Joe, right now we're, we're at the running back position. I would feel more comfortable drafting a running back much later in the draft. Heck, maybe we could find one maybe in round four or round five. It's just the thing is. I, and, and the same at the corner position. I just feel comfortable that we need to get offensive line help, whether it's going to be Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. You've got to have a great offensive line. You have to have a great offensive line. The offensive line is probably the most important position next to the quarterback on the offense because you have to protect your quarterback. Because if we don't protect Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or whoever is going to be our quarterback, we're going to watch him get killed like like what happened with Sam. Yeah, look, Steve, I, I respect your take there. And, you know, that, that's that's one heck of a take. Uh, you know, I, Steve, bring the fire. Steve. Steve bringing the fires his takes. Uh, so my next question for you, Steve, when you look at this situation, you talked about, you know, taking taking offensive line and making sure this offensive line is straight. Now when you look at it, I'm wondering, would you like to see the tight end position be addressed in this draft as well? Is that something that you, you'd be interested in, or do you think you're you're good with it as of right now with Herndon and Croft? I think I would be okay with taking a tight end. Listen, Joe, I know you think Chris Herndon is trash. Listen, Chris Herndon had a very, very, very tough season last year. Don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. he did. But he did pick it up towards the end of the season last year. I wouldn't wouldn't count out on Chris Herndon just yet. I know you don't like him, Joe, but I would give him another shot. Now, the thing is, like, if, if the Jets do feel comfortable with getting a tight end, like maybe later in the round, like around round five or six or four, then you know what? Go for it. Because the thing is, remember, we, we have a lot of picks in the later rounds of the draft, too. Because remember, the Carolina trade, um, Seattle's third-round pick we have. We have the Giants' fifth-round pick. And, we, and, and, you know, it just goes on and on and on. Listen, listen, here's the thing what I do understand at the end. I trust – I've said this before and I'll say this again. I trust Joe Douglas. I know Joe Douglas has made his mistakes as a GM. He's not perfect, but at least – but at least the one thing I do trust with him is is how he wants to build through a draft. Like that is something yeah. that I do have faith in him. And it all and I also have the faith in Robert Sala, Mike LaFleur, and whoever the guy our defensive coordinator is. I forgot who our defensive guy is. Yeah. I hear you, man. You're bringing quite a bit of takes. I really like this call. And my final question for you, Steve, because you're heating things up around here, there's this rumor floating around 
that the Jets turned down a first-round pick from the 49ers for Sam Darnold. Oh, God. How are you feeling about that, man? What, do you think that this rumor is nonsense? What do you think? No, I, I think whoever came up with this rumor, I, 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 I don't know what they're doing. Because here was the thing. If they offered the Jets, here was the thing. I could see why Joe Douglas did say no to this. Because Joe Douglas, I could tell, sees something in one of these quarterbacks in the draft. So I think it. I think the reason why Joe Douglas probably is because he really, really likes likes the quarterback in the draft. I think if maybe if he didn't like any of these quarterbacks, then he maybe would have mm-hmm. stuck with Sam and maybe traded the pick with San Francisco. But uh, but here's the thing though, which I'm going to say right now before you let me go, Joe. When Sam yeah, Arnold yeah. had the interview with Carolina, I got to tell you something. What a class guy he is. He, he took the trade so well, and I gave him hope. And listen, I want Sam to do well in Carolina. Listen, nothing compared to what Jamal Adams did last year when he was traded. And I, I got to tell you, Joe, I used to love Jamal Adams, and I remember I used to go at it with you about trading him. But, Joe, <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. You are absolutely right. You are absolutely, absolutely right because Jamal only cared about money and he and and his social media was not good at all. And if he was going to be with us last year in 2020, he would have brought so much drama to the team. <laughs> well, you know, it, it is what it is, Steve. We did definitely have our battles back and forth about <laughs> Jamal Adams, but. You know, that's water under the bridge, man. That's in the past, you know what I'm saying? Right now, what you're doing is you're bringing the fire. I respect this, Steve. This call was good, man. This call was pretty good. Thank you. That's enough, studio audience. Let's not get crazy, you know what I'm saying? All right, but, yeah, that, this was a heck of a call. Listen, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Next time I have a show, man, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? You have a good night. All right, Joe. Joe, have a good night. Bye-bye. All right, have a good one. Listen, Steve, Steve calling in with the fire, you know? People keep <laughs> people keep, keep bringing up Jamal Adams to me. I, I told y'all that for years, you know what I'm saying? Everybody else, you know, they got on me. I'm not going to lie. You know, Jets fans, I remember I was told, what was I told when I, when I said we should get rid of Jamal Adams probably a year before this stuff happened. Yeah, it was about a year. And I was screaming that he was going to do exactly what he did. And people told me that I was crazy. They said that I was not a Jets fan. <laughs> Why would I not be a Jets fan? <laughs> I just picked the Jets to bandwagon? What? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But at the end of the day, you know, we saw what happened. I never, never wanted to keep Jamal. I wanted him gone quickly. Hell no. Hell no, no, no. Hell no. Hell no, no, no. Nope, never wanted his ass. Get out of here quickly. Okay? We're going to keep getting to these lines, man. We These lines are filled. We're going to keep going. Next, we're going to go to my guy. I believe this is Angelo. Angelo, I'm coming directly to you, my friend. Angelo, salute to you. Thank you for calling in. Give me your thoughts. No We're sitting. You know, everybody's spitting takes left and right, my man. 23, what are you doing? If you're there at 23 and you're stuck, you got to choose between corner and pass rusher. What are you taking? Well, I'm not taking either. I'm taking offensive linemen. I mean, I think that's pretty oh. obvious of what Joe – 
what Joe Douglas did in the in the free agency. You know, we we attack the defense, we attack wide receiver. Um, you know, cornerback. I, I think, in, in my opinion, we did so well on the defensive line that it's going to make our cornerbacks look better. Now, I understand we still need one. You know, we still need one. But yeah. we put so much pressure on that defensive line, our cornerbacks are going to look like all-stars, pro bowlers in the NFL. So what, oh, what did we okay. not get? <clears throat> we, did, we did not get offensive line. So, and yeah. there are a bunch in the draft. So, obviously, Elijah Bear Tucker, that's, that's the number one guy keep, everybody keeps talking about, and rightfully so. But he's the guy mm-hmm. that's not supposed to be there that probably could be there. Um, okay. And what I do like, I do like Creed Humphrey. But I'll tell you what, a sleeper is Josh Myers, the offensive center from uh, Ohio State. He's a little bit <clears> low on the board. So I feel like, you know, if we do miss a center, he could be a guy in the third round that we get. Um, okay. And then, again, with the whole running back debate, your running back's not going to be good if you don't got offensive line. So, like you said, I could see us going offensive line, offensive line on those two pack-to-back picks, end of the first round, beginning of the second round. Because after that second round pick, there is a long wait for the third round. So we better make sure we get the two guys that we want on those two picks. And I know you're yeah. you're saying things about about the trading down. I called them your show mm-hmm. before, and I said it before. We traded back. I believe it was Seattle when Chase Claypool was on the board. We traded back, <clears throat> and Seattle took Chase Claypool the next pick. Why would we trade back when there was a, the receiver we wanted? Want, maybe they did want Denzel Mim. I don't know. But Chase Claypool was there. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I hope – go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And look, Angela, I hear you. And again, I want to thank you for calling in. You're spitting fire right now. I hear you. You know, you, you were a big, you know, Chase Claypool. There was a lot of Jets fans that were excited as well, thought we would take him. We traded back, but we still ended up with Mims, though, who looks – at times looks phenomenal. You know, yes, he – Durability, especially going into this year, I want to see if he could stay healthy a full year. But, man, when the ball is in his hands, when we, you know, make him a target, and, again, I think the scheme affected him too, let me tell you, he looks like he can be special here. He really does. Don't know what he's going to be. We don't know if he's going to be, you know, a big-time number one, but we at least know, you know, he could be a solid wide receiver that can continue to give us production out there. So we'll see how he is going forward. But we still ended up with him, and we got some picks as well on the trade down. I mean, people were going crazy about that. They were like, hey, we're going to miss out on Mims. But getting back to this first round you're talking about trading down, I understand, you know, especially if Vera Tucker is there, I think you'll take him at 23. But if he's gone – or if you feel like he's going to slide a little bit like Joe Douglas did, or, you know, maybe he goes out a couple steps, why not move down a, a spot or two or maybe even three and collect more capital for future drafts or collect more capital for this draft to be able to get more picks? Because you said as well, and I think this is a lot of, you know, stuff that I talk about on this program too, is, hey, this team needs more than a lot of people think we do. There's a lot of issues here, and we've got to make sure that they get addressed. And the more capital we have, the better off we'll be. So what are your thoughts, I mean, after that? Well, here, here's what I'll tell you. Who's picking before us? The Tennessee Titans. Who do they need? Mm. Cornerback, wide receiver, offensive tackle. So they're likely going to draft someone that we are looking at. So you're right. If Tennessee takes the guy that we want, I could see us trading down. Tennessee holds all the cards because they're right ahead of us, and they need exactly what we need. So they, they mm-hmm. lost Corey Davis. They could go receiver. Uh, you know, they need cornerback help. They, they need uh, offensive line help. So, it, it, right, because <clears throat> there's, there's drafts where, you know, Creed Humphrey goes to Tennessee at 22. Yeah. 
Um, and another thing, too, I see Quiddy Pay dropping, and I'm like, dang, Quiddy Pay is a beast. But yeah. we drafted Jabari Zuniga last year in the fourth round, and I'm a big Florida Gator fan. And that guy, when I was watching the Gators games, he was in the backfield almost every play. So I yeah. think Robert, Robert Sala can sit down with Zuniga and be like, hey, we are missing a, an end over here. You know, we got a lot of help with for you now. We got Quentin Williams, Carl Lawson, Jenkins. Can you be the guy here? You know, if if Zuniga's yep. the guy, I don't think we need a DN. But is Zuniga the guy? I don't know. He really didn't play last year. But if that guy can well, turn out to something special, then you know, I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, is I, and a lot of people talked about you know him possibly being a better scheme fit in the four three that we were bringing in, um, especially with you know guys like uh, Quentin uh, Quentin Williams as well. A lot of people expect more out of him too. So. Going forward, I could see those guys really stepping up and really becoming a bigger impact here going forward. Zuniga is one of the guys I think a lot of people were looking at, too, and saying, hey, this guy's probably going to be able to step up and really make an impact here. So, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. But I expect Zuniga's production to pick up, especially under Sulla, because he's going to come in here and put a lot of guys in position to really make plays here. So for you, you said, who's your, who's your lock at second round? Who is the guy you're looking at as a for sure second round pick, a guy you want to see the Jets target? Did we lose him? I think we lost him. Oh, I think we lost the caller. Please call back in. I think we lost you. It looked like your your signal dropped there. We're going to keep it rolling, though. Uh, he was bringing the fire before he had to take off. So we're going to keep on going. Again, he can call right back. Uh, I love talking to you, Angelo. But we're going to go to Mike from Bayshore, man. Mike from Bayshore, we're coming directly to you. We already know what time it is with you, bro. We already know what time it is thank with you, you. Mike. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, we already know. Mike. <laughs> Mike salutes. Thanks for calling in, man. Big Joe, how you doing, brother? Let me tell you, man. Let me tell those cats. The Vanilla Stallion is here. I don't wear flip-flops and college shirts, and I don't play fucking... Sorry, I cursed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't play golf. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Turn it I don't play golf on the weekends. I'm just very upset. I'm very upset. I'm very upset right now. I am very upset. Okay. Why didn't we trade the number number 12 pick for Sam Darnold? Why? Mm. You had the smallest inkling to trade Sam Darnold. If you flinch, don't blink. You wanted to trade Sam Darnold, then give the 12th pick. Be done with it. Be done with it. Mm. And now we're stuck with so, Zach Wilson. So you're believing the rumor. You believe the rumor that the Jets turned down a first-round pick uh, for Sam Darnold. Joe, I'm going to tell you something from my guy to your guy. It's legit. Mm -hmm. It happened. It happened. I'm so upset right now, bro. I'm so upset. God forgive me that I, you know, I cursed. I'll I'll send a donation. I'll send a donation. (laughs) Salute. Thank you. Uh, You know, but I I hear a lot of different things, and, 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 you know, I know you're saying it happened, but I've heard from others as well that have inside sources, other blue checks, other reporters that it was nonsense, you know. But, you know, there's some people, like you said as well, you you have a guy, I've heard other people say that they they think it's legit, it's reported as legit. So we'll see. But to me, it's just tough for me because, again, nothing leaks out of this organization. Nothing. Like, I respect everybody, but, man, there's been so many stories from our own beat, right, our own beat writers, guys that we know, you know, cover this team through thick and thin, 
that have just never turned out to be anything. It was just all smoke. It never happened. There were so many guys that the Jets are a lock to get this guy. The Jets are a lock to make sure that he signed, and then, boom, it just never worked out. So, you know, I respect it, but, I, you know, if, if it's true, I don't understand how he passed on the first round. But, again, I don't, you know, there's a lot of questions for me. But going to this first round, this, this, this 23rd pick in the first round, my man, Mike, what are you doing there? There's a lot of people that are looking at it and saying that we should take a corner. Some people thinking pass rusher. Some people thinking O-line. Where are you going with this 23rd pick in the first round? I'm not going to say nothing, but the O-line will not be there. The pass rusher, Phillips, will be there. But the thing is, okay. Joe, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if, if you're teasing the fact that it's legit, the 49ers wanted to trade the number 12. It's legit, bro. It's legit. It ain't a rumor. It's legit. And okay. my thing, once, listen, remember when Joe Douglas, when they were asked, Joe Douglas, like, let me tell you his poker face. I'm going to say this on Long Beach Joe Radio. When you see his uh-huh. face, when they, when they asked him, is Adam Gase the answer? And he looks to the left, and he goes, he looks, Joe, I do this for a living, bro. He looks okay. to the left, and he goes, yeah. And then, when he, and then the same thing, when they asked him about Sam Darnold, you know, earlier this year, he looks to the left mm-hmm. and goes, we'll take calls. To me, I mean, it is what it is. If you have the thought of trading Sam Darnold, then then be done with it. Then yeah. trade them and be done with it. And then we have Zach Wilson and at number 12. We can do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want at number 12. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Joe. I'm, but, that, dude, but that's my question, gonna, though, Mike. Let, 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 and, and I hear you. And, and again, thank you. You know, for, you know but, but my question, let, let, if you want to stay on this, we can, we can go ahead. I, I'm looking at this situation, okay, and we're saying – you're saying it's legit to you. In your mind, hey, you got a guy, you believe it. But my question is, why wouldn't he have traded Sam earlier? What exactly was he waiting on then? Because if he was waiting he wanted, on, if he wanted to see Zach Wilson in person during a pro day to make the decision, then we're on, we're on shaky ground. We're on shaky Joe, ground. Joe, we're on why shaky do you ground, think, Mike? Joe, let me listen. My man, why do you think John Lynch sent three number ones to Miami? That's personal. That's personal. He sent three number one. He sent, I mean, I'm just saying how it is, bro. He sent okay. three number ones to the, to the Miami Dolphins in our division. That's personal. Saying, like, if, you ain't th- if you ain't, you're not answering the call, boom. He's taking Justin Fields. He's mm. taking Justin Fields. He's take the 49ers are taking Justin Fields, bro. And yeah. it is what it is. And, you know, like I tell you, man, I would have, like I said, man, it, it, cause you know, yeah, I'm not it, even going there. I'm not even yeah, going there. Yeah, let's, 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 like, listen, you, you brought the fire, man. You brought the fire. You know what I'm saying? I hear your take. I understand, you know, and there are some fans as well, just like you, that believe it, that are saying, hey, 
for sure this happened. They have guys as well, sources that they believe, you know, too. But it's just, it's tough, man. It's tough for me to believe simply because what was stopping him from doing it? Because if you were just waiting to take a physical look, like a look at him at a pro day, then we're in big trouble, dude. We in big trouble. If because that's what you were waiting on. I, and the, the second thing is, who exactly is going to get – why give up a first-rounder for Sam Darnold? And I love Sam, but he hadn't done enough, dog. We, he hadn't dude, done enough. We, bro, my man, my man, we all believe that. We all believe that. Yeah. We've all suffered. Yeah. We all suffered enough. It's been done. Yeah. We watch the draft and we go, what, what is, what is McCagden doing? And then, yeah. you know, yeah. like – like you, 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 you've nothing against Cashman, but Cashman had two shoulder surgeries. Nothing against Blessed yeah. Austin, but he had two ACL injuries. But th- and then July Polite, you you draft July Polite when you have Chase Winovich, a high motored, yeah. a high motored guy that's going to be down yeah. on a fourth rate. Can you? Ma- yeah. Oh man. Well, you know, Chase, Chase Joe, had his issues as I'm gonna, well. I'm going to you know, send but, a big donation to you, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I am so sorry, Joe. No, it's, it's, my man. it's all right. It's Let all me right. tell you, man. It's all right. I understand. Everybody's I'm passionate, very passionate. My I'm very passionate. Yeah. I'm very passionate. Yeah. I'm going to send you a nice donation. You know me. I'm legit. Anybody got something to say Absolutely. about the Vanilla Stallion? I don't wear flip-flops. I'll be at exit 42. My man. <laughs> Salute to you. Thank you for calling him. Like as usual, he's bringing the fire every single time. Listen, he he just told you. Mike just told you. He don't wear flip flops and he don't wear no damn collar shirts. Salute to him. Mike call in and he spit his takes. I you know, I love everybody. I just it's just tough, man. It's tough for me to think that Joe Douglas would pass on that twelfth pick in the first round. It's tough. A lot of people reporting a lot of different things. It's just, you know, we'll see. But we'll keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. You can call in, you know what I'm saying? Line's still open. We're going to keep getting to these lines, you know what I'm saying? Keep getting to these lines. <laughs> a lot of people with a lot of takes, let me tell you, man. Let me tell you. So next, we're going to my guy, Colin. We're going to my guy, Colin, uh, next. Then we're going to 518 after that. But, Colin, you're coming up, my man. Colin, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It's good to speak with you yet again. Give me your thoughts about this 23rd pick in the first round, man. What are you doing there? What are you doing? Are you going O-line? Are you taking a pass rusher? What's happening? Hey, Joe, how are you doing? Um, What's going on, my man? So, you know, this this is like one of those picks where you're, you're going to scratch your head. You, we, are, we all think we know what's going to be the second pick, right? But the 23rd mm-hmm. pick. Um, you know, at Do first we? I was saying, why not take the best available player at the 23rd okay. pick, right? What do you get, you know, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, right? Because there, there's there's a lot of offensive guards we can get. We can get a guard at 34. We can even get guards on so, the, in the third round. So, so why not just take the, the best so you're okay with available the, player? So you, you're willing to take a running back in the first round at 23? I mean, the, these two guys, right, ETN and mm-hmm. Najee Harris, these are dynamic players, right? Okay. Why not get a dynamic running back 
that you can probably have on this team for the next five, six years. Um, yeah. No, you know, there, there, yeah. there's, there's going to be a lot of guards, going to be a couple of guards taken before the Jets pick, right? So it's not like we're getting the number one guard, <laughs> but you have a chance to get probably the number one running back. So why, why not take a swing there? And I hear you, Colin, and, that, and that's, a, that's a take. I've gone back and forth with people, and I think that Najee Harris and, and Etienne, they're, those guys are phenomenal. I'm not taking anything away from mm-hmm. them. But my question is, what is a running back without an offensive line? Nothing, right? you got to get the guys up front yeah. to block and open holes, right? Look, okay, for instance, do you remember when we signed Le'Veon Bell? The, the fan base was over the moon elated. We finally got a weapon. We finally got a guy that we can go to in the clutch. We finally got a guy that, you know, is a star. We finally got him. He's going to be our running back. He's a guy that can do all these things, catch the football off the backfield, blocks on and so forth. And we went into that season, and he got mauled. Our offensive line was horrific. It was horrific. I was at those games. It, it was. I remember it that was. Brown and, game. You know, he was running for his life. Like, he was getting hurt. You could – our quarterback couldn't even hand him the ball before he was taking shots. Now you look at this yeah, situation. Yeah. We're going back into this year. If we don't take a, you know, if we don't take a guy earlier, we don't take guards that can start. Van Roten and Lewis are going to be your starters. You're going to be in big trouble. I don't give a damn who you are running the football. You know, so that's my big yeah, question. I, even though I, I get the talent, those guys are great, but we need offensive line help so bad. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so the way I look at it, right? Like I did a couple of mock drafts. And okay. Elijah Veritak is available, you know, at the 23rd pick, then that would be a solid pick. Or if we think we can get Wyatt Davis, you know, in the in that second round on that 34th pick, you know, we can still get one of those number one players, right, and and still mm-hmm. get that guard on the 42nd, you know, on the 30th, the 34th pick. You know, maybe get like yeah. a Wyatt Davis or a Ben Cleveland or something. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, let me know your thoughts on that, Joe. Yeah, you know, look, I, I, I like Wyatt Davis as well. I'm a little worried about that leg injury. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> a little worried about that. But if, you know, things are checking out, <clears throat> excuse me, if things are checking out, I have no issues taking him in the second round in particular. Um, he's a guy that I'd like to see us target. I'd like to see us target Creed Humphrey as well, because I think he's a guy that's going to be there um, at the top of that second round. Uh, but a big idea for me, and I want to get your thoughts on this too, and I've kind of kicked this around with different people. I love Vera Tucker, but if he's not there, or if, or if Joe Douglas believes that he's going to slide a little bit, why not trade down a couple of spots? You know, you look at the Eagles, maybe, you know, maybe you look at, you know, other teams as well. Maybe you don't believe that they're going to take an offensive lineman. Why not slide down a couple of spots and get yourself, you know, get yourself a, 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 a couple picks? and still be able to pick up a guy, you know? I mean, look who's yeah, the lowest in the first round. I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers, they're probably not going to take an offensive lineman. You look at the Jags, they're probably not going to take an offensive lineman. Why not say, all right, well, we'll play the game a little bit. We'll move down maybe two, three spots, maybe down to the Browns at 26, pick up some capital, and then take a take an offensive lineman there. Why not do that? You know, what are your thoughts on that? That's a very um, high possibility that, you know, Joe D will do something like that because, I mean, look at last year, right? When we were, yeah. what, the 38th, whatever pick we were, right, in the second round. Yeah. When he traded back, right? I was mm-hmm. scratching my head. I was like, what? what is what is Joe Douglas doing here? I mean, 
you, yep. you had your, your chance to, to take, you know, Denzel Mims or, you know, whoever, Justin Jefferson, whoever was available then, and trade, mm-hmm. trade him back. That was like a big gamble to me. It paid off, but that was a big gamble in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of trading back. Um, yeah. You know, trade up. I prefer to trade up and get a, a more quality player than trying to mm-hmm. trade back to accumulate, you know, more picks. Um, I, I, read, I read something someone um, wrote was, you know, having all the picks in the later rounds is great, but that's like, you know, going to a yard sale and hoping, you know, you're going to find something good there. Um, I prefer if he if he package some of those late late picks and try to mm-hmm. move and maybe get some more quality picks. Um, okay. So okay. yeah, I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of trading trading back from the 23rd pick. I I prefer just okay. get that you know get get the best available player then, and you know you still have an early pick in the second round plus you have two third rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've I heard people talk about packaging picks in the first round to move up to 23, and I'm against that simply because the, yeah, I think the amount of capital it'll take to move up is just like, dude, we we are not in that position. But you know, maybe if he makes some moves, I could see maybe in some later rounds, maybe he wants to trade and get back up into a third round where it's not going to cost you that much. I can see that, but I don't want to give, I don't want him, Joe Douglas, giving up too much at all. I really, really don't. But my final question for you is, and this has been a question that has been stirring around, man, stirring around. You look at this situation with Justin Fields because a lot of people say, hey, we're locked in. We're going to take Zach Wilson. Justin Fields, his, you know, his, his, his evaluations are all over the place, and a lot of people are questioning his commitment to the game. There's been people that have done that. Trevor Lawrence comes out and makes comments, you know, about a lot of different things. You know, some people are on edge about it. Some people feel safe about it. I know that, you know, there was a lot of Jets fans that were extremely interested in him. What are your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence's comments? Uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't even paying any attention to the Trevor Lawrence comments. Um, mm. I was just more so, like, you know, caught up with the whole Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and, you know, who's better, who who's not better, um, mm-hmm. and how quickly, how quickly, you know, Justin Fields go from two national championships appearances, right, and and also yeah. beating Clemson this year, throwing six touchdowns yeah. in two years. He has like eighty nine touchdowns with like only nine interceptions. Yeah. But all of a sudden, this guy can't play football in anyone's opinion. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm baffled with that right now. I mean, like I I don't know, maybe I maybe yeah. I don't know something, but I, I've been I've been a Jets fan since. 1985. I mean, I've seen everyone. You know, Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> name it all. I haven't seen one good quarterback. Um, yeah. And you know, ho- hopefully, everyone else is right. Um, me personally, you know, I would like to hear Justin Fields' name come mm. you know, April 29th on the second pick. Um, yeah. But apparently, you know, it it, se- it seems like three thirds of you know. The um, Jets fans want to want Wilson. So listen, I hope yeah. I hope he is the right pick if that's the pick. Um, yeah, yeah. But let me ask you a question. So are are you going to do anything on the draft? Are you going to go live? Are you going to oh, yeah. do anything yeah, yeah. on so, your so YouTube channel? 
yeah, I, w- I was going to announce that, especially coming. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a live draft show during the draft. We're also going to have a show as well right after – I'm thinking right after the Jets make their first pick. We're going to have a live call-in show. You guys can call in. We'll continue to cover the draft, and we're going to talk about the picks as they go along. So that that's my plan right now. I'll continue to roll it out, and we'll figure it out. But, you know, we do live streams when the games are on. we definitely going to do live streams for the draft. I think the first and second round I'm going to do. Um, so – we're definitely going to do that. So, salutes to you. you yeah. I hope to see you here. Please call in. You know, it's going to be a crazy show. And we oh, will sure. be talking. Sure. We'll be doing it live. We're going to talk about picks. We're going to talk about that. I will be eating my hamburgers. <laughs> 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 Since everybody want to go. No, 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 no. I can't eat a damn hamburger on my own stream. People getting over it. You guys get all over me about drinking water all the time. Man, I, I can't do nothing. But listen, Angela, I want to thank you. I'm like, sorry, Colin. <laughs> I want to thank you for calling in. And uh, I got to get back to the rest of these lines, my friend. You have yourself a good night, all right? Oh, man. Right, yeah. You know, yeah, salute, salute. You know. <laughs> to him you know what i'm saying and like he said as well you know like i said uh you know we're definitely going to be having a draft show we're definitely going to be watching the draft live together we're going to have a call-in show you can call in we're going to be doing all of that so you know putting it together making sure everything is straight but we're going to be doing that all right so well I'll, you guys will be seeing me here for me all of that stuff we're definitely going back and forth constantly so there will be a live show during the draft first and, and second round as well so you guys are going to get that so but even going back to what uh you know colin was saying about uh, you know, Justin Fields. It's tough, man. I look at Justin at this point, and if I'm Justin Fields, I'm just saying to everybody. What more do you want from me? You know, six touchdowns, you know, in a bowl game. I'm lighting guys up. I'm doing whatever I can, and I'm just constantly being bashed, and I just can't, you know, can't do anything right now. So it is what it is. But we're going to keep getting to these lines. 518, I'm coming directly to you after that. Uh, we're going to 562, which I believe is Bill after him, but Five one eight five one eight. Salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in. I believe you're a new caller. Let me know your name, where you're from, and what are your thoughts about this Jets pick at twenty three? Who are you taking? Well, it's Jimmy from Myrtle Beach, and we've spoken plenty oh, of times geez. before. <laughs> oh, I, my you doing, what's going on, my man? What's going on? How are you feeling? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Okay. You know about that twenty third pick? I've given up being stressed. I wanted everything. We all wanted everything. We wanted Watson, all right? We got stressed over that. I trust in Joe. Whatever he decides, that's it. Personally, I want a wall. I want a a guard, a tackle, and a center. Mm -hmm. I'll take two of those with the 23rd and 34th pick. But, you know, tackle eventually because we're going to have to get somebody to back up everybody. And, uh, you know, I've seen some uh, footage on Sweeney or Feeney, Feeney. And uh, I think with the proper coaching that we have now on our staff, finally, uh, I think we're going to get the most out of everybody. You know, all gas, no break, baby. You know, you're putting your all into it. So I I think whatever, whatever Joe decides on the 23rd, the 34th, Whatever pick, whatever he wants to trade, he's got a plan, and it's going to work. He's got five years left to get to the Super Bowl. He's going to make it happen. He's got the picks Mm -hmm. this year. He's got, what, 12 more next year? 
we might. I don't. I don't know if we'd even be. You know, a, a, I'm hoping for eight and nine this year. I'm hoping eight and nine. But next year it's playoff bound with those picks from next year and what we're going to have. Mm. We got it made. So you and he's got a plan. Yeah, it's not going to be what we want. It's going to be what he wants. The way he sees it, the best way to accomplish a Super Bowl. Yeah, so you got big expectations, Jimmy. And look, I, I know a lot of Jets fans want to that, that are talking the same way. They want to see playoffs. At some point, they want to start winning. We've talked about, you know, mm-hmm. we've gone into rebuild after rebuild after rebuild, and there's been nothing that's come out of those things. And I know a lot of fans that are saying the exact same thing that you're saying. Like, hey. <laughs> We need to see something from this, my man. Like, when are we going to start winning? So I do think that a lot of Jets fans, I know Jets fans that expect winning this season. And like you said as well, I know Jets fans that are just like you that expect him to at least be playoff bound next season, especially with, you know, yeah. some of the capital that we have. But I, speaking about that capital, I want to get your thoughts on this. There's a rumor out there that the Jets, you know, turned down a first-round pick for the Niners for Sam Darnold. What are your thoughts? Do you think this rumor is even real, Jimmy? I was watching the Pat McAfee uh, podcast, and they went over it when it happened. And then they also said right at the end of it that somebody on the staff of uh, San Francisco said it was uh, not true. So I don't know which way to go with it. So, I mean, if they did, then I think, you know, Joe's got to do his due diligence. He's got to do everything that he can to make this team the best that it can. So if mm-hmm. this is in the best interest of the team, then, yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, our hearts are always for, for Sam Donald, but our head, when you think about it, it's a business. you got to get the most. you got to profit. And the only way you're going to do that is getting the best people in and, and you know, get your vision on the field and make it mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, I, uh, my thing is, and I, and I love Joe Douglas, I do, I think he – could be a you know continuing forward. I think we've seen a lot of things out of him that really bode for him being a very solid general manager. He's a guy that I think is going to have or has the ability to really turn this franchise around. But for me, if you pass up a first round pick for Sam Darnold, a guy that you were already shopping, um, I don't think that that was a good move. And especially if you were just waiting to see you know uh, Zach Wilson or whoever it was at their pro day throwing in shirts, shirts and shorts. And if that that was the difference between you getting a first-round pick or us getting what we ended up with, a second and a fourth next year and a sixth-round pick this year from the from the, uh, from the Panthers, I think right. that, you know, we should have took that first. But, you know, again, that's a rumor. I don't necessarily believe it because nothing leaks out of this franchise ever anymore. So it just it's mm-hmm. tough for me to even believe that. And for me, knowing Joe Douglas, at least what I think I know of him as a general manager, I cannot see him passing up on that 12th pick in the first round. I think he would have did that deal lickety split and he would have been gone. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Definitely. But Definitely. so my, my final question for you is. Say about you. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. Let me yeah. ask you about yeah. this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody's, go ahead. Talking, go ahead. About, everybody's talking about C.J. Mosley and how he's, uh, <laughs> you know, possibly, you know, a draft capital, whatever, you know, going to trade him. If you recall, C.J. Mosley was drafted by the Ravens, and uh, Joe Douglas was the scout. Do you think Joe Douglas want, is looking to get rid of him because he was from the old regime, like everybody's talking no, about? I, no, I don't. I, you know, here's the deal. I think a lot of people really buy into new general manager. He's just going to get rid of everybody. That's not true. Quentin Nelson was not – or Quentin Nelson. Quentin Williams was not drafted yeah. by Joe Douglas. 
Right. He wasn't drafted by him at all. He's one of the bigger pieces of our defense. There's other guys on this team as well. He could have got rid of Marcus May. He didn't draft Marcus May. Marcus May is still mm-hmm. here under the franchise tag. They're still trying to work out a deal with him. There's other guys on this team as well that he did not draft that, you know, they covet and think they want to keep. So, no, I don't think it's about just getting rid of guys. I don't know if he'll get rid of Mosley. Um, again, there's some stuff there. I know a lot of fans are upset about him opting out, so on and so forth. But, you know, if he's going to be here, he's going to be here, especially, you know, with this price tag and things like that. But so, no, I, I don't think it's about getting rid of him. I think if Joe Douglas sees, you know, capital and he finds that capital attractive and he thinks that moving on from Mosley is the right thing, yeah, he'll do it. But I don't think he's just coming in going, oh, we got to chuck this guy, chuck that guy, chuck that guy. If Mosley is, is, is solid and he's not injured, like, and he's fully healed from that injury, okay, when he showed in that Bills game, the second he left that Bills game after he got that injury, you saw uh-huh. a complete change in our defense. If he can come in and be that guy that we saw in that Bills game and he's not injured anymore, he's going to make a big-time difference on this defense this year if he's fully healthy. I really, really do believe that. But – Jimmy, I got to get back to the rest of these lines, my man. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It's always good talking to you, all right? I like you, LBJ. You take care and go Jets. Thank you so much. Go Jets, my man. Go Jets. You are right. <laughs> Salute to Jimmy. I want to thank him for calling in. He's always got great takes. Uh, we're going to keep rolling. My final call, we're going to get to my guy, Bill. I believe this is my guy, Bill, man. Bill, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Bill, you've heard the fire already, my man. What are your thoughts about the 23rd pick in the first round of the Jets, man? Who are you taking? What's up, Big G? How you doing, man? What's Good going on, man? I'm all right, huh? I'm all right. I'm all right. What's going on, my man? How are you doing? Give me your thoughts. I'm chilling, man, but the 23rd pick, I think, um, I look at that luxury pick for Joe, right? Because uh, the last time when he traded last year, he picked up some guys. People weren't that excited about the guys. I think Joe, we got Morgan was uh, with a, a, an extra pick that we got. So I think, I think Joe yeah. would probably roll a dice on this one. So if Caleb Farley, be Caleb Farley. Maybe hmm. he might go with uh, Jalen Phillips. He might use that take on a, a player that has high upside that is not so much a developmental player, but just someone who, you know, if it, then they're, they're good to go, and maybe he goes around. I think because there's so much, um, there's a lot of excess offensive linemen in this draft. I mean, it's not a position where there's a shortage. You know, from the needs perspective of all the teams that are looking out there, everyone's looking for offensive linemen. They can easily get an offensive lineman uh, in the second or third round. That's going to be, if not a, a center guard or get a, a left tackle from college, put him on the right side, and maybe move him in the guard also if you need. So that, I think Joe's going to find some flexibility there because there's just a wealth of uh, linemen out there that you can get in the second round. So I think with the extra pick, he might he might surprise us, get a little, a little jiggy with it. Okay. What are your thoughts about trading down from 23? It's something I've kicked around all night. Some people, you know, have been like, eh, I'm not interested. Some people have been interested in it. I'm, my thought process is this, you know. <laughs> I've been talking about trading down for like 10 years, and nobody wants to listen to me. Talk about trading down and drafting <laughs> offensive linemen, and people just look at me like I'm crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's insane. And then our offensive line is trash, and then we lack draft capital, and they're just like, how did we get here? Uh, I know how we got we didn't We didn't take anybody. You know? We didn't trade down. We didn't take any offensive linemen. Why are our offense so bad? Why can't we block anybody? Uh, take some linemen? You know what I'm saying? But whatever. I digress. You know what I'm saying? But what are your thoughts no, about no, trading down? No, you're right. Down? I agree. That's something Not, you think about. I, I, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. If it's going to trade, if 
people want the spike to trade back. Like I said, the positions that we need, I think there's enough uh, enough opportunity to pick up guys in the first few rounds that if Joe wants to trade mm-hmm. back, he can trade back. I think people get caught up on the whole first round pick. He was 23rd overall in the first round. It's up to kind of get away from that, just saying that, oh, it's a first round pick, the guys you can't miss, which we know that's not true. We need to just kind of yeah. you know, go, with the, go with the flow. Joe wants to get more picks going back. Think about it. The first, you know, around the 64 guys, the top 64 guys in the country. I mean, you're not those. You know, second half of your bum. So if you come in and think it's a guy at 50, if you find the right guy, if you have the scouting, if you trust in your scouting, you know, you can find guys throughout the draft, which is what I think the common, you know, the average fan kind of gets gets away from. And you know, we don't see all the information that these guys see, like all the stuff going around about Justin Fields and stuff going on about, uh, you know, Mac. Mac Jones had a little something that popped up yesterday. There's all these things going on that the, the, the GMs know already. You know, we don't know that stuff. You can just look at the, look at the tape and see what guys you like, but there are reasons as fall and certain guys rise up that, you know, we don't know about. So at the end of the day, you know, Joe's going to make the decision. If he says to trade it, you know, I, I think that's going to be a good decision. We go with the trade and we just afford the guys we pick up. Yeah. So what are, what are your thoughts? You know, we've gone back and forth about uh, Justin Fields as well. Trevor Lawrence made some comments today or comments in, in, in a recent interview that he had about, you know, not worried about putting a chip on his shoulder. He doesn't feel like he has to prove everybody wrong. That's just not the mentality he has. His dad comes out and talks about how he's not the, you know, win, it all, win a Super Bowl at all costs type of guy. <laughs> you know, uh, Trevor's high school coach comes out and says that, you know, if he walks away from it all, he'll be fine. I feel like if those comments were said, you know, about Justin Fields from his out, you know, his got people that's around him, or if Justin Fields had said some of the comments that Trevor Lawrence had said, ooh, this would be kind of a different reaction. What are your thoughts about this situation? What are your thoughts about just how Justin Fields has been evaluated so far all over the place? Yeah, yeah, we, we could we could talk offline all day, but you know, for the the sake of the discussion. Um, yeah, you know, it's 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 he's he's been the number one pick for years since high school. He's been seeing the number one pick. He's he's come with the goods, and no one can deny that. Um, it's just another story. It, you know, it's 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 if it's true, it's true. I mean, it, it, it just depends how you want to spin it. To your point, how it looks if someone else came out. I mean, again, everyone everyone gets evaluated differently. There's nothing we can do about that. That's just, uh, Justin Fields. I think the way he's handled everything so far is something that. Could, Media. People are asking that question. Like, anything focuses on football, and I think that's what a lot of people sort of underestimate him as a second pick. Don't realize that the guy's going to be playing in New York. I mean, I grew up in New York, and there's so many players who were horrible in New York, left when elsewhere, had all you know, all Hall of Fame type careers because of the pressure in New York is too great. You know, and this is a guy who. He had that issue in Georgia. He left. Didn't a huge deal out of it. He just left and was quiet about it. Most people don't even really know. Uh, so the guy's all about this. And we had a situation where, yeah, the person's the number one, uh, anointed number one pick for years. Most of his life, everyone said this guy's even the number one pick quarterback coming out of the draft when he comes out in Trevor Lawrence. And he makes these comments. You know, there's a certain comfort for him where they, they feel like they can make those comments. You know, they, they had the know that there'd be no blowback, so. Yeah, 
except, of course, we play them. But, um, you know, that's why Fields, he's the kind of guy who's not going to be distracted by that. He doesn't focus on keeps his head down. Um, I think I yeah. mentioned when I first called, one of the distinctions that I saw was that the choice of Georgia, he left it and, you know, kind of moved on. And from Wilson, you see a lot of just a lot of things that they just keep carrying baggage around. So I'm really concerned about that coming to America. You can't make the past things that kind of annoyed him. And, you know, from just going back to the whole Utah recruiting thing, you know, his family is still having issues about that. His dad played at Utah. His mom went to Utah. Utah couldn't pick him up at QB. And they're still talking about yeah. it. You know, you see games yeah. where, you know, there'll be some shoving and whatnot in games, you know, like he could, he could get emotional. I don't really need that in New York, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, whatever we pick, I mean, I, the kid, I mean, he's he's a great pick. No team is going to be worse off with him. You know, Fields is a great pick. No team's going to be worse off with him. So I don't think we lose in this case. So either guy, we get, we're in good shape. Um, yeah. But, yeah, in terms of the Absolutely. Lawrence thing, yeah, I was looking forward to playing that guy. I mean, whatever. He could say all he wants. Maybe we'll play him and then he'll want to retire <laughs> after that game. So that's all I'm hoping for. Yo, yo, pay attention. Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill. Yo, Bill can't stand Trevor Lawrence. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Do you have love for Trevor Lawrence? Hell no. Hell no, no, no. Hell 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 no. <laughs> All right, Bill, we beat the Rams, and he was on the list. <laughs> listen, I gotta go. Thank you for calling in tonight. It was great to see you. All right, brother, you have a good one. <laughs> Yo, Bill tried to hide it as much as he could. He can't stand Trevor Lawrence. All right, he can't. Yo, salute to everybody in the chat. Salute to the savages. Yo, Tim's collectibles with the big, 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 big donation. Big donation. <laughs> I said Tim's collectibles came with the big, 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 Salute to Tim's collectibles. I want to thank you for coming in. Tim's collectibles says keep up the good work. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's what I'm Yes. You know, people getting after Trevor Lawrence tonight. I ain't going to lie. Pay attention. Pay attention. You know what I mean? I want to respect everybody. Salute to everybody. We're going to close the show out now. It's been an amazing show. I want to thank everybody for calling in tonight. This is a fire show, man. You know, people spit and take. Um, like I said before, we're going to have a live draft show. Uh, you know, we're going to be going live. We're going to be shaking, grooving, and bouncing. Um, we're going to talk about the picks live. I'm gonna. I believe I'm gonna do the the live show right after we make our first pick in the first round, and we're gonna keep on uh, going all the way through. So I'm still working out the logistics for that, but we will be having a live draft show. Okay, we will be having that for sure. All right, live draft show right here. Okay, um, you can call into the same number, and uh, we're gonna go back and forth. So listen. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love thinking about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. That's three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge. Darnold has moved on, sadly. I wish him nothing but the best in Carolina. 
But I think I'm going to have my Makai Becton jersey on, okay? I, I think I'm going to roll with Makai, you know what I'm saying? I, I know he's going to be here. <laughs> I know he's going to be here. So I got my Makai Becton jersey on at this point, all right? And, uh, you know, we'll go back and forth. So please subscribe and give my uh, channel a thumbs up as well. Um, I'm also on YouTube at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets, uh, you know, please subscribe to my content on there as well. You want to troll me in those comments, no problem. I'll go back and forth with you in those comments as well. Uh, you know, we can go back and forth and troll each other. Please like my streams, like my videos, subscribe to my videos, and turn, click that bell to turn on your notifications on there as well. Uh, you can also check me as well on Twitter at the show's Twitter page too. But I don't want to forget that at the Long Beach Joe. So you can go there. Please follow me across my social media uh, platforms as well so we can always, you know, keep in touch. Talk to me, I'll talk back. And as always, people, when you see me in person, all right, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? Free hugs for everyone, especially in these times, you know what I'm saying? We got to come together. It's free hugs. The draft is coming up. It's a lot of love to be spread. We got picks. We're trying to turn things around, all right? So it's free hugs for everyone. They will cost you absolutely nothing, okay? I want to thank you folks for watching. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to watch and call into the show. You folks are the absolute greatest. You folks have a good one. Peace. One second, folks. <laughs>